It is episode 20 of the Canvas Casters podcast, and this episode's going to sound a little bit different than what you're normally used to hearing with our episodes here on the podcast. We recently had the opportunity to provide a Canvas Backpack Live, and most of you guys know Canvas Backpack is something we like to do here on the podcast. We recently were allowed to do that live with Canvas LMS on their feed throughout all their social media platforms. So we've mixed that down, and we wanted to celebrate episode 20 by providing the audio right here. A little side note, the audio quality on my end wasn't exactly the quality you're used to hearing on the podcast. I was actually using a different mic, so I've switched back to the old one, and we will definitely make sure that those audio issues are taken care of for the next one. Thanks for listening, and guys, we really hope you enjoy this episode 20, Canvas Backpack Live, recorded on April 17th, 2020. everybody we are live on facebook youtube and twitter with our good friends the canvas casters this is our last live stream of the week another crazy week of live streaming uh and yes i'm wearing sweats <laughs> been done many times this week hopefully you are too you're enjoying the time to work remotely um right. Quick introductions, I, not that they need it. Uh, Marcus Painter and Eddie Small uh, run the Canvas Casters. I would I would categorize them as the unofficial official blog post, but not blog post, even podcast. Um, congratulations, now you're now writing a blog as well. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is not only our live stream for Canvas LMS, but also episode 20 of the Canvas Casters podcast. With that, I'm handing it right on over to Eddie and Marcus, and I'll jump back in as needed. Have fun, guys. Thank you. What is up? Canvas Live here with the Canvas Casters. We're finally uh, doing it. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, we are really, really excited. Um, as as Mark said, uh, my name is Marcus Painter, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Eddie Small. Happy Friday. Educators yeah. worldwide have successfully completed another week of distance learning. Uh, so we just wanted to celebrate. Um, so I was going to cue up some music, um, but, you know, just right now, everybody take a second. <laughs> and just hear the beat drop. Just right. for it. We don't. Oh, you went there. I'm going there. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel like I better jump back in here before, oh. <laughs> before it gets crazier than we <laughs> No, <laughs> hey, we're not playing. No music because we can't we can't pay musical rights. So hey, we're good exactly, to go. exactly. Yeah. I'm mostly yeah. just worried about who's currently singing. Eddie, I think do that to you. Absolutely not. I have yeah. one claim to fame. It is uh, Spice Girls, If You Want to Be My Lover. That's the only song that I know uh, by heart that I can get 100% on karaoke. So, And it's, so, it is, it's, it'll tug it, at your heartstrings. It tugs. It really <laughs> does. <laughs> that's why I was going to sing because then that's, that's me. That's my remix. That's my version. So nice. copyright. I no like problem. it. I uh, Travis, good to see you. Diana, good to see you. Uh, so today we're going to uh, try to share some simple tips, tricks, and strategies uh, that any Canvas user uh, can implement immediately. Uh, on our podcast, we call the segment, What's in Your Canvas Backpack? And so when we have guests on the show, they they share one of these sorts of things. You know, these are go-to elements of the, the uh, learning management system that, you know, sometimes... 
the best solution is right there under your nose and you just haven't discovered right. it yet. So these are all going to be quick, easy, quick hitting things that anybody can implement uh, as soon as tomorrow in preparation for next week's uh, next round of, of learning. So uh, before we get into the backpacks, Eddie and I wanted to share some positives uh, from this past week. So, Eddie, what do you got? It's really easy to, to pick um, a number of things that have happened over this week, but I, I want to share kind of a fun story. We had um, one of the uh, individuals that I teach with at Central Nine Career Center has kind of been um, and, and no fault to his own. His program is a little bit um, and not necessarily, you know, computer focused or computer related. It's a lot of hands on. And he's always been the one that, you know, needs a little bit of extra remediation when it comes to uh, learning about technology. And he would admit that. And uh, we had a meeting this week and I hadn't seen him in probably a week and a half. So it's crazy how fast my positivity story would be, how crazy fast people adapt to their situation. Um, somebody had their mic unmuted in the meeting that we were having, the, the Google Meet hangout. And it was really interesting to, to have him speak up, the first one to speak up and say, uh, somebody's mic isn't muted. Uh, can we go ahead and have that person? If you check, there's a little uh, there's a little microphone icon in the bottom corner of your screen. You can click that. If it turns red, you'll be muted. Really like everyone to stay on mute. Like he was controlling and teaching technology <laughs> in the meeting. And I, everybody's face was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> and I just think like it just shows I, it's a little bit of human condition, right? It's a little bit of opportunity, especially for me, that I can um, that I can look back and say, here's some teachers that I think maybe I would at once get a little frustrated with when it comes to, you know, Hey, if, if you just, you know, if you, if you dig in here, you might find something you like or something that you're interested in or something that will help you gain some time back or be a more efficient teacher. And to see him lead <laughs> some of that, some of that tech talk, I was like, I was grinning from ear to ear. I was like, I might as well just retire, you know, in the chat and, and people were laughing and it was a good time. But, you know, we always say like, if he's the one that has to tell you then you know, we've, we've done a good thing. So that, that's my story of positivity. Uh, that's from awesome. This past week. And that's awesome. That's, you know, that's that, in, that empowering, uh, right. that empowerment element that, you know, we've, we've all, always been passionate about. Um, and that kind of just by complete accident segues right into to what I wanted to share. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got this email uh, this week and we all know in education, it's a thankless it's a thankless job. And we work so, so hard uh, for our students. We work so hard for our fellow faculty members, staff members and families and everybody. And we always sort of the inner circle of educators. We know when we get one of these emails, you stash it. Right. I have I have saved it. I have flagged it. I have downloaded it. I have copied it and put it into my drive like this is right. one of the keepers. And uh, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read a little bit of it because it speaks to a lot of different things. And it just made it certainly made my day and it may make my month, frankly. <laughs> so this is a this is a uh, one of the teachers at our high school, uh, a math teacher, high school math teacher. Yeah. And um, so she's this is after she and I had worked through some things. Um, she says, hi, Marcus, just wanted to say thank you for helping me out with Flipgrid. I used it this week and have been really impressed by the results. I definitely feel like it helped me meet my goal of having the students think 
about the concept so that they could explain it instead of just giving an answer, which could potentially be looked up online. Uh, not everyone has completed it yet. I have told them I will take it past the due date just whenever they have the time. But the ones that have done it already were awesome. So she came to me and this is the classic coach story. <laughs> um, somebody teacher comes to you and says, I, I have a vision. I know what the outcome wants, what I want it to look like. I just right. don't know how to get there. And so that was exactly how this conversation started. I urged her and then, of course, sort of coached her up a little bit on a tool we'll talk about a little bit later, Flipgrid, um, and, and shared how I thought that would accomplish what she was hoping for. And so she emailed me back with that, which was awesome. It also shows uh, this, this teacher showing some flexibility. Right. Right. She said, hey, I'm I'm accepting these. I'm being flexible on the due date. We've talked a lot. You see it on social media, compassion, flexibility, roll with the punches. So she's doing that. Um, but then here at the end of the email is where it really got me all all in the feels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, she's, yeah, she says uh, the upside to this time of being stuck at home is that I have been using the time to improve and increase my technology skills. Hopefully, hopefully my teaching will improve because of this. Again, thank you. Absolutely. So like, that is so, so great. Um, that's awesome. And that's what's happening everywhere. That's happening yeah. everywhere in all of your districts, all your universities, your elementaries, middle and high schools, it's all over the place. So it's Absolutely. really exciting stuff. It's exciting for us, I think. We are, we are in the midst of you know, facilitating a lot of these things on the, on the back end and, and doing things behind the scenes, but man, it's just crazy. I love scrolling through Twitter and seeing like all these cool things that are happening and people being creative and it just, it doesn't stop. Like, and there's some things today that I didn't know about that people are putting in their backpacks as like, these are my go-to things. And I'm like, guess what? They're my go-to things now too, because I'm right. pulling them out. <laughs> yes. So yes. I just love, I love that. I, that's I talked about that very early on the opportunity to create and be creative and really, you know, by design now have to uh, now have to dig in and, and learn a little bit about this tool, which we are obviously super excited about. Let's jump into the backpack. What do you say? Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so uh, we're going to start off with one of our favorite people before we do that. What up, Stevie? Uh, but we're going to start <laughs> off with uh, Princess, Princess Kona Jones oh, uh, at at Kona R. Jones. Uh, she works at Richland Community College in Illinois. And she shared with us, truthfully, she's been, uh, you know, kind of hot on the message students who for a long, long time. Right. Um, she may have even talked about it in, in our episode um, with her. Actually, we had two episodes with Kona because she was right. so awesome. Yeah. Um, but she's got a new angle on it here. She's talking, okay, let's Let's go message students who, but let's do it through analytics, the new analytics in Canvas, which is sweet. Um, so she says uh, she appreciates being able to quickly see which students have and haven't viewed specific content and then be able to message them a reminder. Yeah. So the way this is going to work is we're going to overview just to give some background. We're going to overview like what we found from the Canvas backpack. We'll kind of introduction that and then we'll show you the tool to kind of demo it here on the live stream, which is awesome. So I get to take over the, the demo here, which is great. 
and we'll show you a little bit about what uh, Kona is talking about. And this is a this is a new thing for me. I did not know this existed. Uh, I thought the message student who thing was something that happened in the grade book um, or something that happened in speed grade or things like that. It is in the analytics tool, which I did not well, know. So it's it's in all those places. It's just, right. This is yeah. the, this is the way that I think a lot of people don't realize you well, can I use think that. It's gonna, that. And I think it's going to be valuable. Sorry to catch you up there, Marcus. I think it's no. going to be valuable to a lot of teachers. Like, cause I'm getting emails. What do we do about the students that, cause we can see they haven't logged in. Like what's a good way to, to kind of um, group them together and message them together without having to manually see who's logged in, who hasn't logged in, who I've made contact with, who I haven't. And I think when you see this tool, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I can do this in analytics. Let's go. So yeah, um, I just opened up our staff toolbox. There, there's not any assignments in here or, students in here so it's really good to kind of show as a demo um, but if you go over to the right hand side of your course you'll see new analytics so if you click in to new analytics and that loads up i like to do it from the weekly online activity this is kind of what i demo for teachers and then from here you can message students who which we're most of us are familiar with and it's something we talked about on the last live stream that marcus and i did um, but it's right here under this tab and i think this is the game changer because you can select students who did not view not only that not only that marcus you can select the resource right they didn't view right what? so what like hey what what is happening <laughs> so it's like all right well i've had teachers that haven't looked at this teacher teaching during a level three event right so here they are all 43 of them i can then message those people that did not view that activity i i can edit that list if i need to if i know for a fact that so-and-so was going to get on it today and i could get rid of their name but I love this option that it gives you like participated, didn't participate, who viewed or didn't view. Excellent way. Kind of a game changer right here in analytics that I didn't think existed. Right. So um, this was Kona's like kind of her canvas backpack item that we always talk about message students who. But she was like, put that spin on it with analytics. And right. it's like the, the, the princess always brings the heat. And she does. Um, she does. This was it. So this is a this is a really cool tool we wanted to show you guys in Kona's Canvas backpack. Yeah, and I I, I do want to say one, one more thing before we move on. This is gonna move quickly, um, but again, it's it'll all be recorded. Um, one thing I noticed when I went in uh, to my my instance of Canvas, if you are looking in a course and you don't see new analytics up there in the upper right, it is a toggle on off setting. So if you go okay. to the course setting, um, if you go to the course settings. Uh, and you click on the settings and then you view those, you'll see um, that there's a toggle to turn that on uh, if it's not turned on automatically by your, your, you know, your tech director or whatever. But I did have to turn mine on and then boom, it was there. And, and I know a lot of schools, um, this is probably a bit controversial, but I know that some schools will spend some time doing, uh, they basically base attendance on whether the student is logged into Canvas or maybe right. uh, the amount of time. And so this would be, I think, if that's how they're doing attendance, um, if that's the route that your school or corporation or university is taking, uh, this gives you a much more stable, right. accurate depiction, you know, um, rather than just saying this kid logged in at this time and they were in here for 20 minutes. Right. We don't know what they were doing for 20 minutes. Right. You can now see them within a course, see exactly what they did and didn't view 
And then you could theoretically have a much better idea of what the student really is uh, processing or not processing uh, during distance learning. So uh, really, really awesome. Uh, That's good stuff. Yeah, really cool. Um, Want to say hi, Hildy is here. Um, Hildy's here. Stevie, we saw uh, Stevie's mind is is blowing up as we speak, which is awesome. Corey, good to see you. <laughs> um, there's somebody else I recognize. Beth. Beth is in Whoa. the building. Whoa. Hey. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Lisa, nice to see you. Uh, That's good virtually uh you know um but yeah welcome by all means keep up the chat going there um because there's lots of conversation we're gonna miss um so just chime in and and, and share what absolutely. you got um, absolutely marcus i was i was checking in the backpack i think we've got oh. a few more in here I'll, well dig, dig right in more let me just let me just see what i can pull out here Okay, yeah, that one's good. Let's try that one. Okay, uh, great. Shelly Smith, who is at PHS Library. It is uh, PHS Tech underscore library on Twitter. Uh, Shelly is, uh, is an Indiana native, Pike High School, and she thought that it might be a good idea to dig into a little bit of a large-scale communication. Um, so this is Marcus's opportunity because he uses not only global announcements, building-level course announcements grade level course announcements class of 2020 2021 2022 uh if you if you see his dashboard it gets a little messy but i understand why he's doing it and shelly brought up that this is kind of a game changer for them as they look to specifically send announcements to specific to specific sets of students exactly so i'm so, going to go ahead and share my screen and we'll get a take a look here. All right. So, uh, how we look in there, Eddie? Looks great. Super duper. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I love the the ability to. And now, granted, I have this because I'm a, a, one of the Canvas admins for our corporation, and and a lot of you guys are. Um, but then the the ability to use this tool, not only as a learning management system, but as a, a true fundamental and efficient communication tool, right? So uh, in our district, we are Canvas users in grades six through 12 in our middle school and our high school. Um, and so you can see here in the, in the dashboard, I've got some silly stuff, but the main thing I wanted to show is our class of courses. And that has proven to be a really, really good way to accomplish a lot of the communication that needs to happen in a high school setting. So what happens pretty simply, we create a class of a graduation year, right? So we've got our freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. They're all populated into that class of course. Um, that, of course, is just synced up at the beginning of the year from our uh, student information system. Once that's done, then now, uh, myself, a couple other administrators, guidance at the high school, guidance counselors, all of us have access to, to uh, as teacher roles within those courses. And so we communicate a lot of content there. Uh, this is also how we happen to do attendance um, in distant, distance learning uh, opportunities and inclement weather days that we have here in Indiana. Uh, so. Setting these types of courses up 
so helpful to really drill down to communicate with the groups of, of students or faculty that you really need to target information. So we've got class of classes. I've definitely heard of and seen uh, where folks are talking about doing, uh, you know, grade levels, uh, teams, you know, like in a middle school setting where maybe you have, uh, you know, the seventh grade are, are teamed. Uh, you can do that there. And then certainly you could have guidance courses specifically. Um, but I, I do think that there's just so much potential uh, just in general communication um, using courses and then customizing to the basically the end user that you want to be communicating with. Right. It's it's clubs too, right? I, I know yeah. we have some we have some interesting uh, usages with our work ethic certificate courses at Central Nine. So uh, we allowed some of our counselors to create you know, these subgroups or these these classes and import those students um, in a location where they can easily collaborate with them. And it's just like you're just creating another platform and they're already in that, you know, specific instance. So they're going to see that, which is awesome. Um, so I love that, Marcus. And that's one of my favorites that you've shown me. And we talked about, you know, what's the best way to import those kids? Can you talk a little bit about that before we, we move on to the next one? Do you guys yeah. just import them at the beginning of the year? Is it a CSV? And then you import like, because I'm, I imagine if you're a large school district, uh, those, <laughs> yeah. class of, those class of classes can be pretty hefty. Right. Uh, so we're not a large school district. And so what we generally do is at the beginning of the year is just synced with our uh, student information system for us at Skyward. Uh, and it's, you know, done that way. And then it keeps those updated as students re-enroll or leave our district. It updates those courses uh, through that. Um, another really easy thing to do there is simply to do self-enrollment. Um, which right. is nice. Um, and so in that case, I know that a couple of times it was just more efficient for the guidance counselor to just copy that link okay, and, and give awesome. it to the student who just enrolled and just say, here you go, put this in, go to this link, click it, and then, you know, enroll in this course. Um, and so we've got okay. students, we've got students too, who uh, aren't full time at our building. Are actually enrolled at other schools and come to us for some career and tech stuff. Um, and so those were instances where they didn't actually have our school email. They had their own school's email. And so we had to kind of manually enter those. But yeah, I mean, a, a student information system sync or uh, self-enrollment, uh, both have worked well. Yeah, there's a comment here. Uh, Laura Stoffer says, my building is using roster classes and all our students in a grade level building to generate pairing codes uh, for all our students. So that's an excellent way. I feel like it's probably one of the easiest ways for those that don't know. Um, you can generate those pairing codes in Canvas and allow them to kind of roster themselves in that instance. Um, so that's awesome. That's great. We're trying to, to do three or four things we're showing uh, these these graphics uh we're trying to communicate with people in the live chat uh we definitely have a format we're trying to follow so if it feels a little disjointed it's because it is <laughs> if it seems um, like they've allowed two crazy people to run a live uh event um it's because that's exactly what's happening right now and if you, and if you don't like it contact mark boop right Right. We'll, we'll give you guys know I'm still listening, right? No, oh, wait. No. Hang on, I'm right oh, here. Sorry. I sorry. thought he was gone. I thought he okay, was gone. Continue. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll post, we'll post his personal 
cell number yeah, right. at the yes. end. No um, big deal. Here's another question, Marcus, that came in. How often do you guys do these backpack sessions? Uh, we actually do them every episode. At the end of every episode, our, we ask our guests what's in their canvas backpack, and uh, they give us um, they give us some really good stuff and things that we steal and take back to to our um, to our instance and things that we use as well. So let's jump back in, uh, yes. Mark. If you'd like to share my screen again, that would be amazing. He doesn't want to do anything for us anymore. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, if it gets real quiet, we'll know that he just we'll took a break. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Yes, Travis Thurston up. Yes. Uh, so Travis, um, Travis was on on the uh, eighteen episode yeah. eighteen, I think. 18. Uh, Doctor Travis Thurston uh, from Utah State University, uh, and he sent in just this sort of uh, again. This is a classic case of what's right under your nose. Right. <laughs> but it's like sometimes it takes and tech people know this tech people know this. We talk about that. We joke about it, how, you know, a teacher will come to me and ask me a question and I will look at the same thing. I will do nothing at all. And then it'll magically get fixed. And they, they joke that like tech people have this power. The power is simply a different set of eyes. Yeah. A separate set of eyes on the same thing, multiple brains, and things get fixed. And I think this is a good example of that because Travis is not talking about anything that a, a Canvas user hasn't done. He's talking right. about announcements, uh, but right. announcements are underrated. Announcements is one of the underutilized features that can be leveraged as a powerful tool in so many meaningful ways. I definitely keep announcements in my Canvas backpack. And I love announcements. And I talked a little bit about it during um, our last session when we talked about communication exclusively. Uh, but it is something that I'm, I'm constantly trying to do with our staff and really reach out to them. And I would, um, I would also kind of let everybody know some of the things that we're doing at Central Nine is trying to uh, enhance teachers' homepages by adding the recent announcements piece to that homepage uh, under settings. You can do that at the bottom of your course details. You'll find the uh, more options tab here. And then underneath that, you can show recent announcements on, on course homepage, and then you can decide how many announcements you'd like them to see, whether it's the, you know, the last recent one or 10 to 15 recent Canvas announcements. We like to keep it at three, um, sometimes five. Some people do have five up there if they're making, you know, constant announcements. But we wanted our instructors to kind of this kind of be the place that they get with their team, they get with their students and say, this is what's coming up this week or this is what you have to do. I love announcements just for the class collaboration that it's allowed inside canvas and this is something we talked about last time when i built this staff toolbox page um i i didn't expect anybody to get on here and start re replying um but it also had unintended consequences uh like my staff calling me a tool right so um uh, which is okay like a uh, little inside what? of the the studio has been renovated Marcus, I just realized that from February 26th, uh, this is uh, me and, and the closet view before. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. My, staff, my staff likes to call me a tool. So, and you know, there's, there's just fun things you can do. You can add the media recorder, you can do gifts. Um, and that's the way you pronounce that word. No fights, please. On, on don't, add, we don't want to do not add us. 
don't add us it's gif and we both feel that way um <laughs> so we just wanted to touch upon announcements again because i think it's one of the key features that can be utilized right now in this you know um in the covid learning process but i think it's one of the and it, like he said when he said it it was like absolutely this is one of the most underrated features i feel like that is utilized in canvas and that's announcements and that's how we're utilizing it and i would recommend if you're not putting it on your homepage to at least add that if you're not already being very um detailed in your organization on what you want your kids to do that week or that day yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love what Travis said there. Uh, he said his pro tip is to embed a video or podcast. And uh, right. I, I love that. And that's one of those great things, too, is that when you have a rich content editor in Canvas, you've got all sorts of tools there. And one of them uh, is that media recorder. And right. I that's what I was using. Uh, that's what I've used the last two weeks with my technology class. The very first right. thing I do is I go to media recorder after I've prepped in my mind what are what's the sort of the the outline of the week or right. of the day i get that outlined and then i i launch that thing and i record it and then that way again and this is something i say to my all my teachers in my district let's trim the text instructions mm -hmm. down right let's right. trim the fat let's really scale that down and then let's deliver our content with that video and audio as much as we can in, in small chunks so i give them right. a you know two three four minute video that's just uh, sort of an introduction to the content they're going to see below in that announcement. Yep. And so it's a really great tool. Um, just really leverage the announcements because kids know notifications, <laughs> right? I know how that works, you know? Yep. Yep. Hey, Eddie and Marcus, I know you're yes, thinking, sir. Mark, we got to move this thing along, but I want to stop here real quick. There's a great comment here about um, from Senora Stein that I want you guys to take. Okay. Add images and students can click on the images and take them to, oh, love it. Eddie, you want to do that? Or you want me to do that? Uh, why don't you do it? This kind of actually goes into a question. Uh, one of our one of our uh, Canvas backpack tools. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Yeah, take over, and uh, we'll see what we can come up with. All right. So um, basically, let's go. I'm going to go into a sandbox course here. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with Drake as a, as with his dance moves, um, and uh, I'm going to go into an announcement. I mean, sandbox course is another thing that you know we talk about a lot too. So I'm going to hit a new announcement, and and I think the question probably there's a couple couple elements to this when you put an image in uh, to to something. I feel like it's a good way to make that announcement pop within that feed, within that stream. Um, so that's one good thing to do. But then also just for visual learners or, and I think this may be what uh, the question might stem from is, you know, our kindergarten one, two grade levels, you know, sometimes you have to use an image uh, to get students where they're going because they're uh, not you know, fully uh, reading yet. So I'm in an announcement right. here, super simple. I'm just gonna hit the image button here. So let me back up and show that again. There's an image button, I'm gonna hit that. Um, at that point, you've got some options. Uh, I'm gonna go and find an image and I'm actually, I'm gonna just show what I do for our attendance. 
And you can upload an image as well right there. You don't have to yeah, have you, already yep. uploaded in Canvas, right? Yeah, if you wanted to add your image, you would just upload and do it there and then choose it. So right. I've selected my image and I'm gonna hit update or upload. And so here is our e-learning button, right? I wanted right. the e-learning attendance to be really obnoxious, basically, mm -hmm. in their feed. So I wanted to make it a button instead of a, just a standard text-based announcement. So um, I took that and I put that in there. And then uh, all, you, all you're gonna do is basically make this a, a, a hyperlink, right? Mm -hmm. So I've clicked on my image. I'm gonna hit the link button, the chain link button. And then I'm going to put uh, a link in there could be whatever. I've, I've seen elementary teachers use this, you know, they'll put like um, a, a picture of a star and the right. students know that when they click on the star, it takes them to star reading, for yep. example. Right. Um, so I put the link in there. I hit insert link. Okay. So right now I'm good. Yep. What'll happen is the kid can click on that and it will take them uh, to whatever I've linked to. Um, right. And in the case of this, I, like I said, I use it as a, for attendance. So the high school students click on it. It shoots them to a Google form where they mark themselves present and they're good to go. Um, the other thing that I, and I'm, you know, I'm getting ahead of, this is one of my, my tools in the toolkit, but while I've got this selected, right? So see how it's shaded. I've got that image selected. I'm going to hit control K control K on a windows or Chromebook and command K on a on a Mac and it brings up this insert link and I'm going to go to target and instead of none I'm going to hit new window and hit okay hmm, that's a that's a pro feature that's pro, pro tips feature. pro tips pro folks tip. no but the truth of it is um and again I'm going to reference our younger users right we don't want to cover like this is like rule this has got to be in the top 10 of all right. LMS rules do not cover up your instance of canvas <laughs> when you're linking things right if right. you have a, a second grade student that clicks on something that you've provided but it doesn't open in a separate tab you're covering up their instance of the learning management system and so well, then what do they right. have to do they have to click back 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 and it gets really complicated so by doing what i lost. did yeah exactly yeah. uh they yeah, get lost get they lost. don't realize what's going on so yep. i made this announcement i've hyperlink that button and I've made it so that it'll open up in a new tab. So then I can just hit save. And um, so then let's see, there we go. And so from the student perspective, they would come in here, they see that this is clickable and they click and I have no idea what this is going to go to. Whew. Okay. <laughs> so it, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. Folks. That, was, that was a bold move, Cotton. That was a bold move by me just to throw a random Google link in there. Um, so you can see, whew, I'm honest. <laughs> I'm a little relieved. Um, but that, I think that's what I think that's what we were looking to do. There is link that thing, make it clickable, and then the added touch is to make sure that that thing opens in a new tab. The kid in this case would complete their attendance, submit it. And then they can close out that tab and they can go, they can be right back in their canvas uh, instance. And Mark, Mark, if you want to pull, if you want to pull my screen up really quick, I can show because Sunor Stein came back in and said, how do I put that on my homepage? So we actually do that. Um, 
and if you want to see it like on a like on, like on steroids um <laughs> i created our interwebs page to basically be that just clickable links two things like our employee leave request or hourly compensation uh, fundraising request. So you can see that there are like a bunch of these. They look really good on mobile. They just allow our teachers to kind of scroll through, find what they're looking for, click it, and it will take them to that external link, um, which is really cool. Technology tickets and field trip manifests and requests. So anywhere that you have that rich content editor that Marcus was showing you in announcements, you can do in pages and set that at your homepage, which is what we've done here. So um, that's a great, that's a great tip. I'm glad we got sidetracked on that one because right. it, really, it kind of got into the command K thing, but it, it's yeah. a great tip. But, and, and can we just take a moment and talk about how like Eddie, Eddie's design right there. I mean, that, no, that page is hot, man. It really Thank is. Thank you I mean, to Canva. Right, I was going to say, somebody knows how to use Canva. <laughs> we might, we might Canva. bring up right now, Eddie, before I jump off. I mean, this comment okay. really talks very carefully about your design skills from Sky that I think uh, really, really. <laughs> Read it close, Eddie. You're the best tool ever. I also, the other comment I'm not really happy about on here uh -oh. or that I'm, I'm a little nervous about is from Beth that says, I think all their podcasts should require video. No, there's a reason why we do audio podcasts. Right. This is face for radio. Face for radio. And I'm trying <laughs> to get more out on Hildy's comment when she says trimming the fat. Was she talking about me leaving yeah. this now or what was she talking about? <laughs> I'm leaving Hildy with that. I'm offended. <laughs> and he's out. <laughs> All right, Marcus, we got a few more of these and only yeah. a little bit of time left. Uh, hey, listen, here. we're on until Mark literally hangs up the call. <laughs> All right. Mark's going to have to kick That's us true. off of this. Um, but That's next true. up in truth, in truth, we'll, we'll get going here. Um, but that was, that was great. That's super helpful for a lot of folks there. It is. Um, great question. Um, so next up is Aaron, Aaron Provencal uh, from Northeastern University uh, up in Maine. I've never been there, but I just imagine that it's cloudy and cold all the time. Um, <laughs> and she talks about, and this was something that Eddie and I were like, wait, what? So, right what um assignment revisions in calendar okay now calendar in itself i think is probably underutilized as is um right. but did you know you can make an assignment revision uh to due dates in canvas calendars tab so eddie show us how that is done all right so again a, a new tool i didn't know existed uh i have uh, a due date set for this welding quiz assignment in my calendar. And again, your calendar tab is kind of on your global navigation over here to the left-hand side. I did not know this right now. I can click this. It's due April 22nd. I can click into it to edit it if I'd like. Um, we'll just take a look at that, what that due date looks like for this demo. Um, you know, due date, April 22nd, there it is. But I didn't know that because that's now attached to the calendar, I can make a change to the due date by clicking dragging so it's click drag and hold and my mac is freaking out a little bit because i did that too long uh, but i can click and drag this assignment throughout my calendar and then plop it where i need it so say i need to make a quick adjustment oh i accidentally put that on the 23rd i can go into calendar and just click hold and drag 
and then move it over to the 24th, I can actually, you know, edit that assignment right in here if I'd like, which is really nice to do. Um, but the calendar does offer some features that I, I'll be honest with you. That's our first year using Canvas as a school. Um, it is one of those things where I didn't know really existed or I was like, why would, what, what really is the thing that I need to be using? Um, and calendar wasn't one that I directly go to. So this, you know, this instance of actually physically going onto your calendar, moving them around. And Marcus, I don't have a lot of events set in here because I don't really work with students. Am I to assume that if I had, you know, assignments in my staff tool belt, um, if I had assignments in small sandbox, like all my different courses, they would show up here and yep. I could manipulate all of them at the same time. That's like, are we, that's, that's pretty magical. I'm not it is. Lie. Like, it is. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And obviously there on the right side, you can see the list of calendars right. uh, available to you and you can toggle them on and off just like you would with a Google calendar. Uh, so you can sort of trim down. Um, what Incredible. content you're actually seeing. Uh, so it's super great. And I just love that. It's so easy and so many fewer clicks, right? You go to the calendar, right. you drag it, boom, adjusted. Yep. As opposed love to it. edit the edit the assignment, scroll down, change the thing, typey, typey, yep. save, all that. So really a great, great tip from, from Aaron there. Uh, and I'm, awesome. I've already started using it. The minute I saw that, I was like, oh, let me do that. <laughs> and absolutely, it's like, boom, done. Perfect. And it's so it's so interesting, the number of things um, that Canvas has that I think we get in our zone of using. And that, I think that's a little bit of what the backpack is. Like, these are right. the things I use all the time. But because we have so many people contributing to, like, the backpack, like, it gets so big that there's like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that in calendar. I'm going. You know, I'm going right. to I'm going to start using that immediately, like what you've done, because you've used Canvas for a long time. Right. And I and I don't necessarily know if that's something you were using at all. So there's right. just so many little tweaks and tricks that I find from all these users, which is incredible. And we've got another one here from Jennifer Willis Nichols. She's J.W. Nichols um, on Twitter. Uh, Wentzville School District from Missouri. She says, let's talk about making the speed greater, even speedier. Right. So in SpeedGrader, you can change your options under the cog to sort students list by submission status. It makes life easier when students are submitting assignments at different times. And there is a benefit to teachers. Marcus, did you want to demo that or do you want me to, to grab it and then we'll move on to the next one? Hey, flip a coin. I can do it. OK, go for it. Sharing my screen. Sharing my screen. We are live on the Internet, aren't we? It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see if I can. I'm going to have to go to a course with some folks. All right. Um, I'm going to go here. Uh, speaking back to reference back to the using announcements and using communication. Um, anybody who gets to deal with state mandated testing, um, I build a course within Canvas <laughs> for our teachers to retrain. So that's what this course is. Um, I am going to go to, uh, I can actually go to grades. And, yep, and I don't know if I'm going to have anything that can that can show here, uh, truthfully. Uh, but it should at least be able to show the, the setting itself. Okay, yeah, you can go to assignments there and speed grader. Yeah. So, yep. um, so then I'm going to click on speed grader, which, again, another amazing, like, use it every day sort of tool. Right. Um, and so you've got speed grader here and then let's see uh, the cog right under the, here. 
cog. Yep, under yep. the cog. You're going to go here, and you're going to hit on options, and then you can sort your students. So here's here's what I end up doing. This is another one that I'm going to be using this week when I'm grading and assessing the next round of distance learning from, from my tech class, is I just go through ABC order. It defaults to uh, alphabetical order. I just click through. And so I see a kid's work pop up. I assess that work. I click to the right and move on to the next kid. And so I end up clicking through all of these, you know, empty uh, turn-ins, uh, you know, especially if I've graded, if I'm starting grading early and it's not actually right. due yet. Uh, but here, if you go to that cog, you sort student list and you can sort it by alphabetical, which is already is the date they submitted the assignment or submission status. Uh, needs grading, not submitted, etc. And then you hit setting, uh, save that setting. Right. And so in this case, it's not going to show anything any different. Um, but I think what uh, Jennifer is probably using, how she's probably using it, she's probably just bumping everybody who submitted to the front. Yep. So she can go, she can blow through all of those folks who have turned in their work so far. She's moved them all to sort of the front of the queue. She's right. assessing and giving them feedback and she doesn't have to worry about clicking through any of the, the empty spots where kids haven't turned content in yet. Right. Super useful feature. Absolutely. Um, and I think it was one of the first things that was shown to me when I started using Canvas. Um, I remember going to our NQ meeting and, and meeting with uh, Amanda Kate. Uh, she was amazing. And she said, um, have you seen like this in, you know, click the cog and then you can, cause I was like, my teachers are kind of complaining in speed grader. They have to click and choose and find who has a check mark. And she was like, Oh, absolutely. Click the cog. And I was like, Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, thank you, Candy, for the fine, the, the kind words here. I love this. This is a, can we Mark just, you can go do something else. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hour nine, hour nine of the, the hour marathon Canvas webinar. Here we go. Marathon Canvas backpack. <laughs> um, I'm going to show really quick. I'm going to show really quick. Um, Paul Towers tool. Now, Paul was on our episode. He was episode two uh, from October 9th. It's been that long. Um, and we're celebrating episode 20 today with this. But he talked a lot about allowing students to edit a page. Um, and I, I never thought about it this way because I think we're always trying to be inside our controlled walled garden. And if I create a page, I don't want students getting in there and messing it up. But he talked about like having the ability to make that page editable by students so that they can contribute to their own learning. And Marcus had some tips and tricks, but I just want to show you there is a setting when you create a page inside Canvas um, that you can allow students to edit that page. And, um, you know, in my staff course here, I'm just going to go to pages. I'm going to view all pages. So I want to create one. I could probably change some settings here uh, to allow that, but I'm just going to create a new page. And down here at the bottom where it says options can edit this page role selection. It has an option to only teachers and teachers and students, and you can almost give them the to do right and we can give them a due date. So um, I thought, man, this is almost like you have access to a Google Doc inside Canvas by default by selecting this. So Marcus, talk a little bit because I know you were like, oh, man, I would I would probably put together this because when we get these in, we're like, 
I didn't even think about this, but talk a little bit about like what you talked about, what you might set up for your students. Right. So Paul's talking, ultimately he's talking about, you know, students having some, some ownership, right? They're, they're, they're owning what they're creating. Um, If we're sort of crowdsourcing or divide and conquer, or the, the ed term would be sort of jigsaw activity here. Yep. There's so many ways to make this happen. In, yeah. in a digital space. But what Paul's saying, which goes back to one of our great, you know, one of our th- themes really is why not do all of the stuff right here in the in the learning management system? So um, we talked about when we were looking at this earlier, Eddie and I we were like, well, why not? Why not? Uh, you know, basically populate this page, put in a table, assign the table uh, cells to students so in my mind, and Eddie pointed this out, I, I hadn't gotten there yet. Eddie was quicker to figure out my brain's function. Um, but <laughs> he was like, so you're basically you're basically making a collaborative Google slide within a Canvas page. And I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, but ultimately, right. that's what we're, we're talking about here is letting the students collaborate. You can basically structure that page a little bit. I mean, I think it might be a little bit messy to just have kids diving in and throwing in links to things and so forth. I like using a table uh, within Canvas because it's a container, right? It's these cells are containers of content. So uh, imagine, imagine making the page, uh, setting the uh, settings so that students can contribute and edit that page and then telling them, all right, here's what I want you to do. Um, We are going to, I want every student to go out and locate a YouTube video and an article from a from a substantial reputable source on the internet. And I want you to go out and find these. And then where you see your name, you're just gonna drop in that content into this table. And then by the time right. we're done, the page is populated with content from everybody. Um, and then boom, it's a page in the course. And now it's a resource. Now it's a resource that kids can use and it's right there built into the LMS as opposed to, again, being something that's linked out to, you know, an outside source of some kind. Yeah. Paul, we love you, buddy. I uh, hope everything's great across the pond um, over there in UK. But thank you for that tip because, I again, our brains are kind of on this one track of these yep. are the things that we know and do. And then when we come up with something like this, that Paul pulls out of the backpack, it's like, let's, this is what I need. Like this is, these are those new and creative things that you don't maybe contextualize until you see. So thanks so much. There are two more things we want to show before we go, if we have time. Uh, and they're very quick and Marcus already talked about one of them, but I thought maybe it would be a good idea that we talk a little bit about what's in our backpack. And Marcus talked about control K command K, which is awesome. Um, and we wanted to get into a little Flipgrid, but that we might have to save that one, honestly, uh, yeah. because of time. But Marcus, talk about the course link validator. I saw this um, come across my Twitter feed and I was like, what? So can you show like what that looks like so that people out there can kind of get a sense on what the course link validator does? Yeah. All right. So the so it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and, And so it's really great. Back up a step here. Um, it's just super simple uh, as an opportunity to to check um, what's what's available and and whether you've linked everything properly, um, which is which is the tough part, right? Um, 
And so if I, let's see, I'm going to go back a step. I think one thing that I hear a lot from teachers is that, oh, I, I, I put a link in to this thing and the kids say they can't see it or it's broken or they're getting this error or that error. And, and, you know, a lot of times, and I've seen this and I've done this, if you copy and paste a link every once in a while, you might get an extra space. Yeah. Um, uh, somehow, you know, accidentally things like that, things that are minor like that it, when you're in the rush of, of putting something together uh, can really harsh sort of what you are, what you're doing uh, and cause uh, an issue when dealing with kids. So right. uh, the, the validation, the link validation is really cool uh, because it gives you the chance to check on those. And I don't know why I'm not seeing it. Where'd it go? I just ran it. I just ran it. <laughs> Somebody in the chat's gonna be like, "Hey, moron! It's right there." This is, hey, Marcus. Um, remember when we talked about being okay. prepared for the today's session? Yeah, I just I'm gonna bring you back to that. <laughs> I think it's. A... <laughs> remember when we talked about being silly? Here we go. It's in settings. Sorry, guys. Okay. So all I'm right. in my class. This is. Your... <laughs> I got all excited, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so. <laughs> I'm in my testing course, which this is all teachers. This is all uh, teachers that would be uh, administrators for testing. And so I went to the course, I went to settings and down here at the bottom, validate links in content. So with two or three clicks, I can check all of the links in a course. Like imagine trying to fish through all of that. Um, right. And, you know, especially if you're using you've been using Canvas year after year after year and you've got, you know, course content that's sort of been built and, and developed. Right. Uh, that yeah. would seems like it'd be terrible. Um, but if I come here and uh, I, you know, I will tell you right now, I broke a link on purpose so that oh. you would see something here. Um, so uh, I'm going to just come here, hit validate links in content and it's going to run the validator course link validator. And boom, show links to unpublished content. I have that turned on while well, everything here is published. But it found one. There it is. Test administrator training video. That's the link that was broken. Right? right. So easy peasy. It will list all of the links. Hopefully there are none. <laughs> but all <laughs> of the links within that course content that are broken. And then you can then go back and fix those things. And it's, again, it's like that security blanket. The same way I feel about student view, you know, you want to go in and see what it looks like for the student. You go to student view. You want to yep. make sure one last check before everything's published, run the course link validator, check and make sure everything's there uh, the way you want it. And if it comes up empty, you're good. And if it comes up right. with an error, then you can find that thing pretty easily. Click on it, and fix it, which is just awesome. Yeah, that's really good, uh, Marcus. I love the link validator. I, I just wanted to go back. Marcus had a little bit of trouble there. Um, and I just, I, I don't know if you saw the comments because you were in the middle of the demo. But Was everyone yelling um, at me? Miss Rogers 02, under settings, boom, roasted. Live demos, nothing <laughs> works the way you want it. Travis Thurston, boom, roasted. Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> you just got, you got roasted. Look at it. Thank you, Mark. They're putting all these up for him so he can That's great. take a look. But, um, <laughs> you know, nothing ever works the way we want it to work. 
Uh, does it? But that's, that's fantastic in a great way. And that's another that that will end with that. That it is great to do live demos, especially in front of teachers or in front of your colleagues. Something not work correctly because it shows it is okay to not be able to have all the answers. It's okay for it not to work the way it's going to because you'll eventually find it from the thousands of people on the internet that will tell you how wrong you were. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 20 of the Canvas Casters podcast. Marcus, we did it. Yes. Six, seven, six, seven months ago, we said we'll just get to 20 episodes and then we'll quit. So we're announcing today that Marcus and I have retired from podcasting. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Lots of great stuff to come. Really good stuff to come. And Mark, thank you for letting us do this again. You have to still be here um, somewhere in that club. Yeah, there he is. There he is. <laughs> He's like, hang up already. I got to go eat lunch. Kidding, everyone. Uh, we won't let them quit at this point. They're too valuable. So keep it up, everybody. Hey, look at all these nice comments coming in. They want to make know. sure Marcus knows you're not a failure. Nobody says, <laughs> thanks to all who contributed. Thank you. I yeah. Way yeah, to go, guys. Hope we can meet up. I mean, you're just going on and on. We've even got a Bravo here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hey. Dominic. Hey. I love it, Dominic. I like Dominic, for sure. Yeah, this thing is going off the charts. So before yeah. it gets too big, everybody, big round of applause wherever you're at for the Canvas Casters. Big thank you. Go check out their podcast. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Friendster, wherever they are. Find them and follow them and give them a listen. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye.